Hi, and welcome to my podcast series on Get a Grip on Mindfulness. I'm Lorraine Rooney from Wellbeing and I, and my background is practicing and teaching mindfulness for over eight years now, um, along with other mental health therapies such as meditation, EFT, um, some yin yoga and Reiki. And my uh, series of Get a Grip on Mindfulness, I'm going to be talking about different aspects of it. And today's episode is Get a Grip of Your Mind. So such a challenging aspect of our humanness <laughs> um, and something I'm sure we would all love to get a grip of. Um, so listen to this podcast. I'm going to be sharing my own experiences and uh, knowledge and practice of mindfulness to help us understand uh, ourselves a bit more and how to get a grip of our mind. Yeah, so welcome to episode one of Get a Grip on Mindfulness. And this one, this podcast is about, I wanted to talk about get a grip of our mind. And I'm sure we all want to try and get a grip of it. Um, sometimes it feels like our enemy and not our friend. And it's something, it's definitely an aspect of mindfulness that I find challenging too, even though um, I've been uh, working with myself for eight years. It, there's still something new that pops up and challenges that come up in my life that um, send my mind crazy again. And it's really working with that. So, um, so let's talk about our mind and how do we get a grip on it? And sometimes it feels like we're, we're out of our mind and, uh, or are we our mind even? <laughs> Are we in it too much? Um, so are we in it too much? Are we out of our mind? Um, do we have any control over it or does it just run away with itself? And thinking and doing, um, you know, thinking and, and doing what it wants and, and, and that we can't manage that and often doing all this without our permission or even our awareness of it. So I thought it'd be a really nice uh, topic to get into. It's a big aspect of mindfulness and, um, you know, it's uh, the mind is a big, big part of us. So, um, you know, is it really possible to get a grip of our mind? I really want to explore that and, and can we be in control of it? And uh, a question I often ask myself and wonder with all my years of practicing, um, and taking care of me, my meditations, my yoga, my mindfulness. Have I really got a grip of it? Um, and what would that look like or feel like? And can I possibly be the one in charge? Because, you know, I would definitely like to be. And I get asked this a lot, um, you know, why the mind does this, why it does that, why do I think this way? And um, so I thought it'd be really good to have a chat about that. So, um, so how hard or easy would it be even, you know, what would, what would I be like um, if I do manage to get control of my mind? And maybe some of these are the questions you've asked yourself, you know, what would, um, would I be me if I wasn't in my head all the time? Or is my head me? Who even is me? Am I my mind? Um, so many questions. It, it often hurts my head to think about it. <laughs> Um, and do I really want to go there and figure it out anyway, or should I just leave my mind the way it is and carry on my life the way it is? And what, so what if I said, um, you know, if we look at this and I said, what, that you are not your mind, what thoughts come up with that question? Um, and that's really something to think about. Mm, what if I am not my mind? Who am I? 
Well, look, let's start with the biological part just a wee bit here. You know, without a doubt, we have a brain, it's in our skull and it's an organ, it's part of our human body. And that brain has a practical function, like all other organs. You know, the brain is there to help with analytical things and work things out and Use rightly, it's amazing. And often if it's not working so well, it can become very destructive. Um, but it's it's not that we could not use it so well or be using it wrongly. It's like we're not even aware. It's likely that we're not even aware that we are. And that's when it gets a free reign of us and it uses us. And then we believe we are it. Uh, whatever it tells us without question, everything is true. Everything is true, and that's what we that's really what the uh, brain does when it starts thinking. It goes into the thinking part of the mind, and that's really where we are what we identify with is the is the thinking aspect. And the you know, it's brilliant in one respect, it's it remembers things, our memories, our feelings, um, uh, but also it holds those things from the past and our traumas and our fears all in that little memory bank it stores up, and um. You know, and and along with all the emotions that come with those memories, they 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 um, get stored away with it. So, the thinker, then the thinking mind. So let's look at ourselves as the thinker. And uh, most of our thinking is repetitive. But I'm sure we've all experienced the you know on repeat, um, same mind, different day. So we're thinking the same things all the time. Probably a little bit different situation, but basically the same things are going around different day and constantly regurgitating the same old thoughts. And some are helpful and some not so. But we can get a bit lost in them and, and not being ourselves. And, and, and that's the hardest part, you know, when we get lost in thought. Um, but we're still functioning. We're still getting up every day. We're still making cups of tea. We're still getting dressed sometimes. I know when we experience low moods or depression, those uh, simple life things don't happen. And again, because we've been caught up in the thinking mind and it's now probably overthought that much. It's it's not seen a way out and now we're feeling really low and it's not worth getting up or um, we're exhausted from it. So the overthinking mind, the thinker can really be destructive. Um, so it's really looking at then, uh, you know, what we're making, you know, the mind makes everything important, making it important every second, every minute of the day, every day. So whatever we're thinking about just becomes constant thinking um, every day, day in, day out. No wonder that's exhausting. The mind just might give up at some point. So there's no time off, only when you sleep. And even then that can be a challenge. We can wake up and start thinking again. It seems stronger than us sometimes and, you know, and is it me? And am I identifying with everything I'm thinking about? Um, is it real? Do I believe it to be real? Um, and I often feel I can't do anything about it or, you know, we just keep doing the same old and hoping tomorrow it'll be different. So maybe we're even telling ourselves or teaching ourselves that this is the belief. This is, this is what I am, who I am, and I can't get out of this. And this is just the way it is. And my mind does this. Um, and that it won't stop and, you know, but what if I did? What if I did try and stop? What would I do if I just stopped? Imagine just stopping thinking. Mm. Is that even possible? I'm not sure that it's about stopping thinking. I think it's about being, a, you know, working with those thoughts and realising that maybe those thoughts aren't who I am, that I am not that thinking mind, that these thoughts going around my head are, things that I've picked up or told or learned 
the more we identify with our mind, I've started to realize is the more it gets a grip on us and it constantly goes into the past um, and or or lives in the future. And that's a big part of uh, where the mind goes. You know, we project a future where the mind, uh, when the mind doesn't have, you know, an understanding or it has a fear of what could happen in the future, it never really um, puts in a, a good image of the future we always think negatively but um it also then can transport us into the future that we think well you know once my mind's more peaceful once this um or i'll achieve this goal of being peaceful uh, or maybe not maybe i'll always have an overthinking mind and that acceptance can make it well a belief um so it's really checking in what we believe to be ourselves and what we believe um can we can we believe that we can stop this and change and not be uh, in the grip of our mind and it be in control of us? And um, yeah, it's usually the way, you know, an aspect of mindfulness that comes up a lot. And I think understanding the mind that, you know, essentially it's a survival machine. It makes its purpose is to take care of you or to, and to ensure that we survive. And and this is where the we, we get drawn in or we get hooked by the mind because it wants to take care of us, so, so to speak. So, you know, we engage in that survival aspect of existence and we repeat that every day and there may lay the problem or lie the problem because, you know, if we're in survival mode, if we're letting our brain, mind do what part of its function is to survive every day, then that's how we're going to feel and think and see things as survival every day. Hmm. So maybe we allow it to take care of us, you know, and we allow it to get a grip. So our mind has this grip of everything. And how how we think during the day and we think about tomorrow or next week or next month or next year even constantly transporting ourselves out of today you know it never seems to be able to cope with today we wake up and I don't want to be in today full stop uh start thinking about tomorrow so this struggle of not being in today because which is a bit odd when we're surviving and we're looking for danger in the day we maybe think there's no danger tomorrow I'll be all right tomorrow if I just get through today and we go into that uh, overthinking you know and I, I often feel maybe then it's not a, you know it's not our fault that we do this it's it's not your fault that your mind is overthinking in fact you know maybe we could look at it as a default we it's a default it's 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 the survival aspect of our brain kicking in all the time so we're going to factory settings every day maybe <laughs> you know the original programming from our evolution to survive to live um and, you know, well, that's all very good and, and we absolutely need to have that survival. But when we, when we have a life, you know, when we have life-threatening moments, that's when it should be kicking in. We need that um, part of our evolution. It's embedded our default. However, this is, you know, we want to live a life every day. We don't want to live in survival mode every day. This mind having a grip of us, looking for danger, looking for problems. You have to remember as well that looking having a problem or looking at a problem or looking for problems is looking for danger and it's really trying to know where we can calm this down and live with some peace you know a life caught up in um in problem problems often means that we're wanting or craving a better life right now a better solution um that uh 
you know, tomorrow will be better. So that craving kicks in and, you know, we crave that peace and, and calmness like we can't have it and often whatever we crave. So, um, you know, we could turn to things that comfort us. So it could be uh, food or um, uh, things that make that go away for a moment or things that we do that make it go away for a moment. But once we've got that and we've craved for something and we get it, um, it doesn't last for long really because then the mind will move on and it'll just move on and it'll go next. What's the next thing I'm going to crave for to help me feel better? So what we are doing really is uh, pushing away um, reality, I suppose, what is happening in the now. And that's all bringing these emotions up and um, and that can become scary of course and we think that you know if we have if we if the solutions in something else and so we can get a little bit addicted to tomorrow and next week because the solutions tomorrow not today um but today i'll just stay in frightened mode maybe um and that's when the mind is really starting to to get a grip of us um and so i think it's really trying to look at maybe where can I find some satisfaction and, and how can, um, yeah, how can I change this habit that's embedded? So imagine stopping it and trying to move away from craving a peaceful life tomorrow. How about we try and work with a peaceful life today, you know? Um, easier said than done sometimes. That is the mind, you know, saying it's not possible. And, uh which is, might have already run through your mind as, as I'm chatting here. But I want to try and uh, look at it from a different perspective, you know, and see if we can. And when I realized that I was living this way, you know, for a better tomorrow and knowing this um, this tomorrow wasn't happening, this better tomorrow wasn't happening, it was, it was bringing me, me suffering really, you know, that I was becoming aware that I was creating my own suffering. Um, and so I was constantly living with repetitive thoughts every day. And and then, you know, the evidence was showing me that nothing was changing. And so I believe this was it. And my mind just kept me there. And I did. But how did I come aware of this? You know, I had to notice it. And I noticed it, you know, when I, when I started my mindful journey that um, I started to notice my thoughts and that I wanted to get a grip of my mind and swap this around uh, and that I no longer wanted to have the mind to have a grip of me so um you know mindful I had to notice it uh I had to be aware of it and this is really um becoming aware of my thinking mind becoming the thinker that you know I don't want this to be happening all the time that maybe I am in control and maybe that I can challenge this and start getting a grip of my mind, my mind. It's my mind. It's mine. It's nobody else's. So if it's my mind, only I can manage my mind. Um, and I suppose that took a, a bit of a realization, but also it was a great sense of relief that I could do this, that I had the power, the control to do it, that, it, you know, it could begin with accepting the fact that my mind has a grip of me. I'm constantly looking for problems. I'm constantly um, in fear and that I wanted to stop this. And when every time I'm thinking about problems, it's taking me away from what really is. And that really, you know, I wanted to get a grip and live life without being in survival mode. I wanted to stop this so the intention was there but also um I was aware that I was doing it so the awareness is important 
So um, being, it's really starting to look at uh, one big part of mindfulness is the being present, you know, and talked about this in many of my classes. And I wanted to just bring this to our attention again, that, you know, how challenging it can be to be in the present. And what's happening is um, really what we're trying to do is be in the now and being in the now is all we have. And I've, I've used that phrase uh, many a times there's a book called the power now by Eckhart Tolle and many many other philosophers talk about the power now but really what that means is you're not in this moment and really all we have is this moment because in this moment there's truth what has gone prior is past and what is coming we've no idea so um, we can't live in a future because it's not real and we can't live in a past because it's gone so we can only live in the present but the problem is the brain, the mind resists that. So what the resistance comes in to the what is um, and there, hence comes the suffering. It's resisting what is, that we're not happy with what's happening maybe or happy with a situation or a person or ourself or our job or anything at all. Um, and then that becomes uncomfortable and that can become pain. Um, and that's what we call emotional pain. We can experience emotional pain every day torture pain you know and it is it's it can be extremely overwhelming and so okay um you know we don't want that to get any worse but if we're aware and we don't want to live like this um what we want to try and do is be the watcher be the watcher of those thoughts and allow ourselves to almost like be the silent witness you know put this put a wee bit of a gap between us of that repetitive thinking and start to notice that these thoughts are happening and how much I get caught up in them and the, you know, this problem seeking, but what what we fear the most is the feelings that come from that. Um, but start to notice that yes, the mind is bringing in those feelings. Um, and to sit back just for a minute and accept that as a humanness, you know, this is, this is what a human aspect of us is and if you could put a wee bit of distance a small separation in that moment and see that humanness you are a human you are not your mind you know this is this is there's a, there's a gap there is somebody else behind the mind and that's you um and maybe if we're aware that we're transporting ourselves off into tomorrow for a solution maybe we could just be with what's actually happening now and you know it's not a case of um denying what's happening now in fact denying and hiding from what's happening now is your resistance is the resistance of what's happening and sometimes if we can just come into this moment and be with it you know only in this moment is is real only in this part of my day is real the past isn't real and the future isn't real because it hasn't happened yet so if we can try and stay in the now and be that observer the watcher uh, of what we're thinking and feeling accepting what is maybe we um we can work with that feeling in our body and and be with you know there is that cliche isn't it, it is what it is um and I've tried this myself and as challenging as it is and as uncomfortable as it is, I've allowed those feelings to be there and come back into the present moment, check in and being with what is as uncomfortable as it is. It's, it's, I know it sounds a bit strange, but it's not as uncomfortable as what I think it might be. Um, and I'm the observer of that feeling. I watch it and 
I, I just watch the thoughts keep feeding it and then I watch the feelings feeding the thoughts and I get you caught up in this like wheel of thought, feeling, feeling, thought, thought and and that's it. That's where you're trapped and your mind gets a grip and it becomes in charge and it's really having the discipline to see it and be able to sit back and go, hang on, what's happening for me right now? You know, try and stay in the now, stay in with what's happening and focus on that moment. Um, and then there's it calms it down a bit. There's hope in that acceptance, you know, um, that you can, there is hope that you can get a grip on your mind. And um, and <laughs> this is the discipline of it. I suppose this is the discipline. You have to remember that the mind has been running your life for so long that now you're going to take control of that mind and start running it yourself. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, you're not your mind. Your mind is a brain full of thoughts and uh, given, you've given, been given things, you've learned things. And often enough, the, the, the pain and the suffering comes from um, not meeting those things that you think you should be meeting, uh, not feeling good enough um constantly running ourselves down and once we move into that aspect of uh the mind it it owns us it definitely owns us because it's not who we are it's it becomes a state of being and our natural state of being isn't to be overthinking and live in emotional pain every day you know it's uh it's being in the present and as challenging as it is, is facing what is in that in this moment. Um, I suppose, you know, what I experience myself is, you know, we have these moments in our life, but they're not our life in a way. Um, they're an experience. It's part of the journey. And when we resist parts of our journey then that just becomes buried and we we think then it's under the carpet or it's buried away and I don't have to face that and we create more fear around it and of course when we create more fear we go into the mind because the mind's going to go all right I know what we do here because um, I'm going to go into default and into survival mode because you're fearful and it will do its best to protect you. So when the mind has a grip of you, it's a very fearful existence. Um, it takes time to change that thinking because it's what you've been, the way you've been thinking for a long time. It's default. Remember, it's it's always going to be there. But if we can give us that self, that we separation and it's something I have to remind myself of at times because, you know, something triggers me and my mind gets a grip of me. I've probably been, you know, having a nice um, skipping along, so to speak, nicely and things are going pleasantly well and feeling okay. And then something comes up and that stops me in my tracks and all these triggers come up and you're like, whoa, hang on. Um, where did all that come from? And uh, now my mind has got a grip of me. It's almost like, ha got you back. <laughs> You're not free anymore. And I can, I want to be, you know, it's like, okay, I, I want to be uh, free of the suffering. Um, and so it's like surrendering to what is happening, which makes us scared. But if I can work with 
um, being the watcher of how my mind is viewing the situation and how um, my reactions to that, and I can feel that in my body, can I possibly be with it? And the moment I don't want to be with it is when I make it worse. So coming into accepting what is and then seeing if I can change what is happening or um, manage what is happening, um, my mind, I start to get a grip of my mind. But we have to be patient with ourselves and be kind and gentle, you know, with ourselves, with this journey. Um, we can't, don't want to beat ourselves up for not being able to do that. <laughs> so it's about trying to be with it and getting a grip of the mind that it's got, it's run away with itself and coming back to the moment, coming back. All we have is now, like I say, the future isn't here yet. And so you have to remember that now, it, now was the future. The moment you're in now was the future. And, uh, and that's why often when we get there, it didn't change anything. So it's not about changing that. It's about changing ourselves. So being patient, being aware of it, um, will actually take some of the suffering away and being able to come at it with a more peaceful, um, approach. And if you can focus on it enough, um, you'll do it. You can do it. You've got to trust yourself uh, that you're not your mind and create the belief that you are worth, um, you know, you're worth joy and peace and happiness that you don't, your life doesn't have to be full of suffering. You're not, it's not, it's not deserving. You're not deserving of it. Um, and that you are worth breaking the cycle and, and that you will feel your freedom from the mind. You're really working on get, moving, yeah, freedom from the mind. You know, every time you, you come into this moment, you'll be free of the grip of the mind. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's practice, you know. So my aspect is sometimes I, um, I just have to notice what I'm doing, you know, I move out of function mode and come into being mode. And I notice then, I, you know, what I'm doing and I allow myself to, to just, yeah, I suppose sometimes I actually just say to myself, okay, is that happening now? No. What is happening? What is the truth in this moment? And this is what I'm doing. And you know what? You get like a, a little moment of, that's okay. I'm all right right now. And that's okay. Although my brain then goes back to the problem and wants to make it a fearful situation, I will come back to myself in this moment and say, right, I, I, it's like I deal with that when it happens. I don't want to uh, make a, a problem out of that. It is, it, you know, it, it sounds easy enough, but it, it, it's discipline. But once you it really does bring you out of the mind having a grip of you and you become the watcher of your mind. Imagine that, the watcher of your mind and it no longer. It can pull you in, but you can pull yourself out and that's what I do. You know, with my mindful practice, I've learned to pull myself out and, uh, you know, say to myself that I, I don't want this suffering anymore. 
So, yeah, that's suppose that's really some of the aspects of it. There's lots of other ways, you know, that's just one part of the way of getting a grip on your mind. And I hope um, you found that topic interesting, um, enjoyable to listen to. There'll be plenty more topics around mindfulness to help us through this journey of getting a grip of mindfulness, getting a grip of our, our mind. Um and I hope you follow me uh, on this podcast series of getting a grip of mindfulness. So I'm going to be uh, signing off and uh, I hope there were some tips there or some understanding of, of what's going on and maybe to be a bit more of a watcher and see how that can help break that cycle of repetitive thinking and be with the emotion that it brings up. You know, we can breathe through that emotion. We can allow it to be there for, a, for and let it pass instead of feeding it. So uh, I'm going to be signing off now and love, light and blessings to you all. Namaste. You take care of you. And I hope you tune in to my next podcast of Get a Grip of Mindfulness.